Hey, needle dicks, it's raining corn dogs down here at WEMF, you mother liquor. Uh, CBDplease.com, your best source for medical quality CBD products, is proud to sponsor the Young Jerks radio show. Do you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient, nine Massachusetts locations, Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk, also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation, get legal, CanacareDocs.com. We're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Welcome back. Hello. We're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. My name is Mike Crawford. And I'm Brianna Morell. And I'm drinking Market Basket root beer right now. When are you not drinking Market Basket? <laughs> I am on. Like... I love it. On Saturdays. No, only you see me only on Saturdays. Yeah. I usually don't drink it during oh, the week. this is your I... Saturday night treat? Yeah. Your sugary drink? Night? It is. Yeah. It's like booze for other people. This is my booze. Like root beer from Market Basket. Everything I get is from Market Basket. I... I I needed a new toothbrush. My toothbrush disappeared from the transition that we're doing in my condo from one bathroom to the other, and uh, it disappeared. And I went to Market Basket, and now I have a, a Market Basket branded toothbrush. It's toothbrush. branded. It says on it. I should take a picture of this thing. Like I'm, yeah, I'm all about Market Basket. We have been on this show, uh, The Young Jerks, for a long time. Uh, my girlfriend Explorers. punked me last night. She got me good. She she said, "Did you hear the rumor that, that it just came out in the news that Market Basket is going out of business in June?" Were you in a fury over this? I was like, and then I saw her face, and I knew she got me. I was like, "Yeah, it was a good one, babe. <laughs> you got me good." Like, because don't know, threaten to take away Mike's Market Basket. Do not. And I'm bringing this up today because I wanted to. I already told him I'm, I'm calling him out today, Dan the Man. Uh oh. We haven't heard from him in a long time. It has been a while. And that doesn't mean he should call right now. We, we're, if he if he wants to call, it's towards the end of the show. We'll be accepting phone calls. But uh, yeah, because we we got some like new stuff we're doing. Uh, we're getting some new uh, sweatshirts, mm-hmm. Young Jerks hoodies for yep. the crew. Very excited about this. I've been bugging you for these hoodies since day one, so I'm excited that we're getting them. Yeah, for the whole crew, and I'm going through who's who's getting one. Like Herbie's getting one. Woo! Warren's getting one. <laughs> oh, yes. Brianna's getting one. Yay. Lauren, of course, is getting one. Who else? Oh, Jennifer Korea's getting one. Very nice. Our social you know, media manager. Uh, and I'm getting one, of course. Mm-hmm. A new one. Because this one's got too many burn holes in it from... <laughs> <laughs> from hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's... It's. I was like, man, uh, if Dan the Man had still been around like he used to be, maybe I'd be getting one for him, too. Ooh, a Young Jerk sweatshirt. Yeah. I think that would be worth calling in for. Well, maybe we'll have to make a deal with him, put him under contract. <laughs> he's going to be like an additional sidekick Yeah, because he's to been slacking. He used to have a title on the show, and he now he's like popular, and now he doesn't like come around. He's too good for us. This is what happens a lot. You make people a little bit famous. They get a little bit, they get a lot of new friends, a lot of new... 
Some and then internet thing. they don't want to hang out with you anymore. They're too good for you. Uh oh. Or he forgot about what we did for like what we were doing for Market Basket way back when, and when they were worried about their jobs. I don't think he forgot. I don't know. Maybe he's just busy. I think he got mad at me too. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that seems more likely. <laughs> We're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. We're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, it's myself, uh, Mike Crawford, and my co-host, Brianna. We also have some other people in the studio. Uh, Lauren Pispiz is here. Uh, she, we're going to talk to her a little bit later. Uh, Pepsi, Lauren Pepsi. Got to make sure we, we let people know that because she's got a lot of fans. We got a lot so of really famous people. She's got a lot of fanboys out there. Yeah. And now she's talking to us off mic. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also have uh, Warren Lynch, who is mic'd up right now. Hi, hi Warren. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> You're like overdrive on uh, Facebook. You're, you're excited today, aren't you? Yeah, because we got Steve, Stephen Winslow. You're, you're introducing the guests before you introduce them? No, I'm referring to the guests. Right. I like how he kind of trailed well, off. He was like, them? can why don't I you bring, the why, You want to bring it in? Like, <laughs> why don't you do it? Do you have a good introduction for the guest? Um, yeah. Uh, so there's a new progressive wave in Malden, and Stephen Winslow is at the head of it. He's going to sweep over Malden and do something that we're going to ask him what that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Warren. That didn't sound like fake news. No. No fake news at am, all. Am I wrong, Steve? No, I, I'm going to lead that wave. Hopefully it doesn't come crashing down on me, but we'll, we'll get it out there. Okay. What are some of the issues you care about, Steve? What do I care about? I, you know, one of the things that really motivated me in Malden is making sure we're a community that involves the community. Um, very, that's a that's a key thing. I want to be the voice of the community. I think we can do better on that. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, at least people in uh, Somerville know me a little bit. Before I was the first uh, bike pe- pedestrian coordinator, and 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 around, I'm also known for the bike to see. So, alternative transportation and and making sure that's a priority. Uh, I think that's something that, that we need uh, people to talk more about in Malden. Um, we have a lot of congestion, and uh, we can take, uh, you know, we can do more on that. Um, Are you concerned about the governor wanting to cut the uh, rail service on the weekends? That that would be a concern, yeah. I mean, we need to be investing in alternatives. Um, you know, that's just going to cause more congestion in communities down here that uh, people are going to have to drive in and um, you know, we need to continue to invest in those things. So definitely um, supportive there. And, um, you know, Malden has uh, good train service and other type of things, but uh, we don't emphasize that enough as a community. And uh, we really need to uh, embrace that more. And, um, you know, one of the challenges in Malden is sort of the political class comes out of the more suburban part of Malden. And, you know, but 40% of the people get around by walking and, and transit, and that's not always focused on in sort of the... the Absolutely. You know, so it's something, you know, I want to be a voice for folks that, um, you know, are re- relying on those alternates and making sure that we're doing more for those. So um, that's that's a key thing, um, you know, one of the things that's motivating me to um, run as well. I think yeah, the we problem can... I have with that, too, mm-hmm. is when you cut service like that, unexpectedly, people work. And and if they've been working on Saturdays or Sundays, I mean, I did it for a while. I was uh, taking the tea. I actually took the rail. I was getting rides. I was working in Reading and living in the city without a car. I mean, that's how I struggle for a while, people. And, uh, you know, that's what people have to do sometimes. And, uh, uh, you know, people are, are sometimes living opposite, actually. They're living further out of, outside the city and the jobs are in the city. So. Yeah. 
traveling great distances and and for work how do you cut the service on a weekend no i mean it's you know it's funny reading that's where we first moved we moved to malden because we wanted that convenience and uh and we i just think we can speak more about that and uh that that's something that i I definitely want to work 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 on and be very supportive that uh um it's, it's a key thing that we could do more of and you know, communities like Cambridge and Somerville are learning that if you emphasize that, you actually d- decrease congestion. And parking in congestion continues to be an increasing mall, pro- problem. Malden. And our reaction is to is to try to build our way out or park our way out of that. And you know, what I've learned is that that may not be the way to go forward. Right. So, and it's um, not so just a, 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 a person mm-hmm. uh, walking or a biking mm-hmm. issue either. It's a driving issue too yeah. for people. Like mm-hmm. it's just congestion, no matter what form of transportation you take. Cause I've been in every single situation, riding a bike, uh, walking, uh, and driving. I mean, I'm a, you know, and it's just brutal no matter which way or taking the T or taking the train. It just, there's no good way. And it's one of the reasons why, it's so much easier to live in the suburbs, like where I'm at right now. I don't have to come in, thank God. But, you know, if, as long as you don't have to commute in the city every day. But uh, it just, it's a problem around here. It's yeah. become a big issue. Yeah. And, no, and it's, you know, it's fun. I actually, was, was nice weather today. I, I actually biked over from Alden today. And, you know, it's, it's cool because, you know, when I got here 25 years ago, we didn't have a bike path over here. I, I could bike on our Northern Strand Trail over to Somerville, come down bike lanes, the new... Uh, the new cycle tracks here on Benny Street. I mean, it's just, it was really cool that I could do that. We need to get more people doing that. And it's, uh, you know, we need to be that dedicated to everything. And right. I mean, we've made a lot of progress, but there's a lot more. And, you know, as I'm biking along, there's, you know, 10 times, 100 times many people in our car. So um, that that is something that we, you know, we need to, um, you know, the congestion is not going to get any better. How long and did it take you to get here from Malden to Cambridge? You know, about uh, you know a little under an hour. You know, thirty-five. I mean, and if I hopped the tea, it would probably just take as long. So right, it's, maybe uh, even longer. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's it's hard. It, it, you know, there are people, um, more people moving. You know, who work in in Cambridge and Somerville moving over to Malden. They come and say, "How do I get over there?" And it's the part that we we're, we're missing a few connections. We're actually, I think, we have a meeting coming up next week, where we're going to be talking to try to fill in those gaps and. Uh, um, you know, we're we're actually uh, working with the city of Everett to get another half mile, a, a trail connected um, that's going to go by the Wynn Casino. So we're, uh, you know, other type of things happening. So, um, you know, we're excited to make those connections happen. But it's, you know, we, we have a trail in Malden. Um, it's it's also making more happen. And and what I see in a community like Malden is they and they it's they're in the mode where, you know, the roads were laid out in the 50s and 60s and. They don't have the capacity, you know, even, you know, Cambridge has, you know, tons of people working on transportation. Somerville has a few. Malden doesn't really have anybody working on alternative transportation in the city. And that's, that makes it so people don't want to, you know, it it can be complicated. And we need to have um, people um, in the city council that are making sure that happens. I mean, the complete streets policy, the city council um, in Malden turned that back to the mayor fortunately the mayor signed that and that's going forward but um you know something should you know as a counselor i will embrace and want to push forward on that type of thing so i want to see more of that happen so uh we wanted to bring up uh warren's been talking about uh some water issues in the city of malden right yeah. mm-hmm. what yeah, are the issues you hear yeah. about all the lead pipes and yeah no i mean you know malden you know it's it's an older community it does have lead pipes i you know it's been something that um the, the city's been chipping away at 
poorly over the years. I mean, with the, the things that have happened in Flint, I mean, we're going to have to do what? Okay. No, we're, we're talking about more. we're talking okay. about whose computer is going off in the background. Okay. We're trying to figure out <laughs> random sounds. Is it our board? Is okay. it? My, I thought it was my computer, but I realized right. my sound it is off. It was me. It was Bree. I, I, <laughs> Sorry I, about I that. Right. So go ahead. It's a pop right. up okay. of his talking. This is not. Okay. This is studio drama. Yeah. So no, it's something we need to talk tackle more as a city. I, you know, my first job, kind of out of college, I actually worked to help take the lead out of gasoline. Um, I was working out for the Air Resources Board in California. And, I mean, that was an issue. Um, amazingly, I mean, one of my political inspirations, Jerry Brown, I did work under that administration when he was younger. And, uh, and, but we were also working with the Reagan administration. Everybody agreed that that was such a serious issue back then that we needed to take the lead out of gasoline, and we, and we were able to do that. And, you know, now with lead, lead in pipes, we need to address that, and we need to be more dedicated in Malden to do that. And I think it's, uh, you know, we need to use, um, you know, our latest technology. We need to understand maybe where the neighborhoods where we have the most kids that are at risk and put our priorities there and um, be more sophisticated um you know it is the challenge of uh you know digging up every street it's been a challenge it's been something that's the city's didn't done poorly and like i say that's another thing we have um we have not having a good transportation staff we've muffed the ball on digging up our pipes and fixing our streets so that's something we need uh, you know, I, I have that experience from, uh, you know, working in Somerville, working in Gloucester, actually working in Malden and Medford. Um, you know, we need some city councilors who can ride that better. And, uh, you know, we're making some progress, but I think we need to keep on top of it. And, and I just see that, you know, we actually need to change our uh, staff in our city around to, to work on things like the complete streets and addressing lead. I mean, we just need to do that. And, and we're not, we don't have that capability right now. And we need to change that. So that's that's a key reason why I'm running. So good. So how expensive mm -hmm. would it be? Do you know, like the project to pull up all of the streets in Malden and put in new pipes? And is it feasible, uh, you know, for the city council to put that together? Does that need to be done? Does it need to be done? I mean, is it even is is that the answer? I mean, that I mean, you know, the you know, the city is it's it does need to be done. I mean, you you always run that risk as you saw in Flint. I mean, some upset from the. The system, it, it can, uh, you know, you can have that happen. So, some of it is you know, you're making sure you're 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 putting your resources where you are. I, I work in Gloucester. They had an issue there where they had to, um, you know, they had combined sewer overflow. So their their sewage was going in with their stormwater going out in the harbor there. They had to dedicate, you know, tens of millions of dollars to address that. And Malden's got a similar situation. They um, that's, uh, that's a challenge. We'd have to look to see, um, you know, doing that over time, but, uh, it's, it's something that, um, you know, if we look at and take straight forward and make a priority, I mean, I think it's something that can happen over the, that course of time. Um, we are dedicating like $5 million this year, um, in roads and we, we've done, I think about 20 million over the past few years. So we put a lot of money in and, and I think it's doing it in a, a way that's um, smart, and we're spending our money the best. Um, that that's something we got to do, and I, I, we uh, we haven't been doing that, and we got to keep on that. We got to have city councilors that are pressing, not just sitting on the, the back of their chairs. We need to press um, our government to be doing this well. So, well, so what if uh, instead of running for state rep, which was kind of a silly idea, what if I run for ward two, <laughs> and then we have three of us? Three of us. So. I mean, right. more. Three yes, strong so, progressives so, so. And, and three you moderate. You think you're all going to win, though? Yeah, so. 
Warren. So, well, geek, take the uh, mass alliance Warren, training. Look at that. That's what I learned, so. Mike's challenging him okay. here. <laughs> well, maybe some yeah. of us yeah. will win. Maybe all right. you win. All right. so, surprisingly, you know, the more in, the merrier. That's how you win, actually. Because we're not running against each other. That's true. Different You know, Emmanuel Marsh, who a school committee member, came out of the blue last election and defeated an incumbent that, you know, actually a very competent incumbent that I worked on the school committee, but Emmanuel worked hard and very personable uh, young man. And, um, I mean, that's the type of thing, getting out there, meeting people. Um, you know, Malden's still that type of community. you got to press the flesh. Let me ask you a question on that, Steve, because, uh, you know, on our show, we've done a lot of Libertarians, Greens, all, you know, uh, United Independent Party. Yeah, pirates. Pirates. Yeah, pirates, yeah, okay. Like every party out there, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, even Democrats and Republicans, but mostly, you know, the third parties. Um, but, you know, recently... We had like our biggest win, you know, on the show personally, you know, when uh, Mike Conley won for state rep against uh, Tim Toomey. Okay, Mike's well. part of the show. He's co-hosted. He's been on the show a million times and he won. And and uh, the first time he didn't win when he ran as an independent and this time he ran in the Democratic primary, beat the incumbent, beat him handily by about 420 votes. Uh and you know our issue, Estimated. yeah. <laughs> and our issue that you know he won on, like you know, because that was the big difference. That was one of the biggest differences uh, was the marijuana issue. Um, do you think that people should be running in uh, the primaries for the Democrats instead of choosing to run these third party campaigns? So you know, I mean, I'm running for a nonpartisan thing, so it's sure. not Democrat or, or Republican. So it's that's that's one of the things. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I, it, it's tough. I, at times, you know, I, I am a Democrat, but at times I voted for for third party people as well. So uh, sometimes, so uh, ooh, so <laughs> um, so it's. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, you have to make a, a judgment. I mean, you, you know, we ultimately. I mean, one of the reasons that's motivating me to run is is you know becoming involved in government and making a difference. So sometimes that can happen, and and in dynamics, I, I mean, I read about. Uh, you know, things like the growth of the abolitionist movement and other type of things of how this kind of crazy thing ended up changing the nation or you you get get inspired by, you know, the, um, the women suffragettes that worked for 50 years to get to the right for women to vote. So it's, you know, you, sometimes those small independent things can come, become bigger Definitely. if you have that vision. So that's, it's, but, you know, there have been third parties that come and go. Um, but if Warren, yeah, let's so, say Warren, so, yeah, Warren so, is going to run for, I think yeah, he's already so decided. Okay. okay. But if he's running for yeah. state rep, yeah. should he run as a Democrat in the primary or should he do with the independent thing? Well, like, what would, like, if someone wanted to actually win, have a chance of winning, what would you recommend right now, Steve, to them? So, I mean, if you were running, you know, it's, Steve Altrino is a pretty progressive candidate, but uh, as a Democrat. So I, I don't know, you know, there's not a, a Big I think I would lose against them. So, so <laughs> yeah. I, I recommend taking the Mass Alliance training. They're, they do a great training on trying to figure out how to win these elections, and and some of it is looking at past elections, and you know. So so it's so also it's, looking yeah, at the uh, yeah, the demographics yeah. and the and the yeah. uh, you know, the district the voting history. I mean, yeah. you know, here, but that's the thing yeah, in, in Cambridge too. Yeah. This Cambridge Somerville race with yeah. Conley, the demographics changed big time in just a yeah. couple of years because right. it's uh, gentrification. People with money yeah. coming in with yeah. education, young people with a. So, well, weren't you saying that you ran like 10 years ago and you were too progressive and then you decided to run again this year? Um, I mean, I ran 10 years ago. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I don't think that being progressive was necessarily holding me back. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not, not born and raised. I mean, that's a challenge. Um, I mean, I do have to say that, you know, one of the things I've learned and, you know, I've run several times, you know, and several times not win, 
Um, you know, there's a whole personal side of politics that you yeah. have to be personable. Yeah. And, you know, certainly if you start out being from that community, it makes it much easier to connect Absolutely. with people. So, I mean, that's a challenge. If you're a progressive from outside the community, it makes it harder. Um, I mean, I think the you know other thing um, in just in terms of, you know, you know, being, you know, it, some of it is timing. I mean, I, I sometimes look at, you know, I, what I'm trying to make progress in, in cycling and Malden. And, and what I tell people is like, you know, there's 10 times as many cyclists in Cambridge and Somerville than there are in Malden. And maybe they're indicator species for progressives. So <laughs> something you got to be aware of, you know, that, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, that demographics changed a little bit. It's not changed as dramatically. Sure. So that that's a real reality that I got to deal with in Malden. But we did, you know, we worked with people in the community to make a, a bicycle trail happen. Now, now, you know, I want to see, you know, like I say, complete streets. We need, we do have a pedestrian group going, but, you know, I don't feel like the weight of the community is pushing that way. So it takes more time um, because you don't have those advocacies, right. advocates out there. So, you know, but you know, it I'm makes Harvard it. You're at MIT right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, no, so we're talking to yeah, Steve yeah. Winslow. You're running for city right. council in Malden, right? Right. City council in Malden. Yeah. Uh, and when can people uh, vote vote on this, this race? This, I mean, I... It, it depends whether it's a primary. There'll be a primary in September, and the race will be in, no, in this coming November. So, okay. so the, I mean, I will get uh, the petitions to get on the ballot will be in June, and then you know by July and August I'll know if I'm on the ballot. So, um, I have to collect signatures kind of over the summer. They, they, that makes that really convenient. So, but I will be out there getting the signatures, and um, and then then you know running you know I'll start running you know start knocking on doors the next few weeks and get out there so actually you're so, starting so, early do you have yeah, a mm-hmm. uh, website or anything like that set I, up I, you know, have a Facebook just Winslow from Alden fa- Facebook group just starting simple you know we, you know I got my announcement out there um you can probably Google that and find that on some local papers oh, yeah. and well, I know it was in the Lynn item the other day and uh, I'll I put a link the, yeah, yeah we'll Lawrence, find it and yeah, post it so, on our page definitely yeah yeah so good. With the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio every Saturday at 6 p.m. We're talking to uh, Steve Winslow, uh, running uh, again for City Council of Malden, Massachusetts. Steve, I want to ask you about the marijuana questions. Uh, locally, with the, the new law for marijuana legalization, uh, there seems to be some incentive for certain cities and towns to actually be proactive with it and actually look to, to seize the revenue because there is a, some revenue there. Uh, 2% local uh, town or city uh, tax on marijuana sales if they want it. Um, and there's also uh, a social a social club aspect of this where certain cities and towns could and they would have to decide, yes, to do this, to allow social, almost like smoking clubs, events like the High Times Cannabis Cup, you know, major, major events where hundreds of thousands of dollars are generated, a lot of revenue, could be millions if... Uh, you know, there's only a, a, a certain number of big cities, you know, like Malden, or maybe it's Medford, maybe it's uh, Somerville or Cambridge, maybe Boston doesn't do it. You know, they get the money, the other cities and towns don't. Uh, where are you on that? Would you uh, support uh, marijuana business in Malden, number one dispensaries? And what about the social club aspect? I mean, right now, it's, it's kind of early in my campaign, and I'm starting the, list, the listening mode. So that issue has not particularly come up up so i, I don't know how hot bed i mean i know we do Malden have a big did, opiate crisis though yeah we do have that i mean that's certainly uh, a big opiate crisis in malden so that so um you know i, I think i you know one of the things with is i really want to listen to the community so that's yeah, i, I, I got to get a sense i ha- it hasn't been 
something at the forefront. No, it's definitely so, uh, but, yeah. something that's yeah. new too. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. uh, kind of like it isn't even really happened yet yeah. because you know the whole thing hasn't been implemented. But yeah. uh, you know, I would say in the next year you're going to start seeing some communities actually get on board for the revenue and get the revenue. And it's like the first guys that do it are going to make all the money. Like that's right. that's the way I see it. Yeah. I'm guessing. You know. Well, yeah. It also doesn't seem like Malden uh, has been too welcoming to medical marijuana applicants or too progressive in that sense either. Um, I found just an old uh, piece by Chris Caesar, Cesar, am I saying that right? Yeah. About uh, just uh, them creating new zoning laws, basically really restricting where they were allowed to put in medical marijuana facilities and being quoted as very bluntly saying, it should be clear we do not want these facilities in Malden. Um, oh. So does seem like the city is not too pro not too welcoming yeah. Yeah. which i think is a mistake but i want to what do you think about that Steve? you know i i had my my own uh, frustration and another thing um you know we have the bicycle trail that we worked on and um i you know i put together an an ordinance that uh, we wanted to have some smart development sort of do they call trail orientated development along the um the trail and it was interesting because i had taken some ordinance that 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 the you know some the plant city planner had done and it was like well we don't want any bars or restaurants along the bike trail it's like what it's like and it's actually the bike trails become pretty cool like down in everett there's the uh, night shift brewing and, and you're actually going to have a ride on april 2nd from bent water up in lynn it's it's kind of cool that it's, there's these brewery things that are happening Why and organic organically and so i mean i think sometimes there's a little bit misunderstanding of right. like there's a this big threat and uh, you know, Malden has um, been very, you know, strict in terms of even, even alcohol licensing. So it's not just cannabis yep. or anything it's like pretty that. pretty much so, everything. So I think it's, you know, it is, you know, and one of the things I can bring to the city council there is a bigger perspective. I mean, a, a challenge is when you have, you know, council council that's exclusively people from the community, um, you know, they, they don't understand the dynamics and, and the the opportunities that this can offer. Um, and that it can be managed. I mean, we, yeah. you know, it's amazing how quickly the vape shops came in once that became right. big. So, uh, and those those have taken up retail space. Right. They're not causing a lot right. of problems here. We so, got and the retail so, yeah, prices so, yeah, are going so, through the roof. So yeah. it's tough to keep businesses there. So, so yeah, like I say, it's you know wanting to be, um, you know, you know, responsive to the community. So it's like I say, it's like there's some sure. conservatism, even you know, in, in regard to anything. You know, I, th I think uh, too, it's so. it's really interesting yeah, too because yeah. we have this debate in Boston now too, where the they have a different issue with the liquor licenses are so valuable, <laughs> and they get sold, uh, you know, that they're worth a half a million dollars plus that they put them into you know the the you know biggest commercials areas and the highest end rents. And that places in the hood, like you know Roxbury, they don't have the the amount of liquor licenses, and it has become an issue. And and uh, people have now realized for the first time, you know, there are a lot of problems with bars and liquor, and and you know issues, obviously. But in, and uh, some ways, that's what people need to improve the community. Is a bar, is a, is a restaurant, especially especially a restaurant, you know, a restaurant bar together, but a good restaurant. Uh, people want these things. They want stores. This is what keeps the community together and makes it a real community. And when you're missing those things, you know, you have other issues that prop up. And I think also with the medical marijuana, especially like uh, we, there are neighborhoods, we have friends that are out in Oakland where they went to the worst area and uh, opened Harborside and uh, redeveloped the whole neighborhood 
because the medical marijuana uh, dispensary went in first and fixed it up. Mm-hmm. And it became a place that had all these things that everyone wants to live in now. Yeah, I think there's been um, proven in a couple of states now how medical facilities, when they can be put into cities, how they actually improve the neighborhoods that they're put in, they're how invested. crime rates go down in those areas. And, and, and opiate rates go down, too. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I uh, appreciate uh, yeah. Steve Winslow uh, speaking to you on this. Uh, I know it's early and you're listening to people and uh, uh, we definitely appreciate it. You have some other questions, Warren, because we're starting to tick down time. Uh, Brianna's probably got questions too, right? Mm-hmm. All right. You Who wants go to go next? Way. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, there's a lot of immigrants in Malden. Um, do you have any plans about protecting uh, their their safety considering what's going on with Trump? Yeah. Um, you know, I have to say, you know, we, you know, we moved to Malden and Malden's been a very welcoming city. Um, so that's what's brought a lot of immigrants there. So we're a very welcoming city. I mean, uh, you know, Malden has a tradition back even to the Irish and the Italians, I mean, uh, of ultimately, you know, embracing those, uh, immigrants. And now with, you know, Asian and Haitian and Brazilian and other, um, Latino, so we're a very bracing. Our high school is one of the most diverse in the Commonwealth. We have, um, it's very diverse. And we're working on things like um, a racial harmony group. And the, the mayor is talking about actually basically hiring someone who's going to be sort of like a racial harmony coordinator. So we're making a lot of good progress. And, and I've, I've gone to some of the have community unity meetings. And one of the things that's been talked about there is making sure whatever we do is um, we're listening to the immigrants. You know, we're not just doing something as progressives that we feel good about and, um, you know, th- but it's not really dealing with that. I mean, the good thing is our mayor is coming to those meetings. It is committed to them. Our police chief is coming out. So, I mean, I think those are all good things. Um, you know, that that is all good things. And so we're our welcoming city. We are very concerned about what's going on with the immigrants and I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's it is let's keep doing that. And, you know, uh, let's make sure we, we, whatever we do is, is we've listened to people and do what we need to do. So. Uh, what's the current situation like with affordable housing in Malden? And, um, I know in a lot of areas around Boston, that's a, a pretty hot topic right now. And would you work to increase affordable housing or rec- increase requirements for developers going in? I mean, you know, Malden is relatively affordable. I mean, I'd say, you know, when I, I ran for city council, you know, like 10-ish years ago, it was very interesting and, and working in Somerville at that time. You know, 25, 30 years ago, the price of housing in Somerville and Malden was about the same. Mm-hmm. And over that course of 20 years, because of, you know, the quality of development Somerville did, is prices were like double. So it's, it's interesting. So Malden still remains affordable, um, you know, we bought, we recently, there's been a lot of high-end apartments built, especially around the downtown. And and it's interesting because I'm hearing people saying like, you know, why isn't there any affordable stuff built there? And I have, you know, my, my daughter just got an affordable unit in Somerville and it's like, I'm going, I really think Malden needs to be more dedicated. I mean, it's, there's been sort of an attitude that, um, you know, we have a lot of affordable housing. I mean, there are a lot of senior apartments we do have um, affordable housing developments that were developed in the 50s. Um, but, you know, now it's it's different. And we are actually at the verge of going over what they'll call the Chapter 40B limits. If we don't have 10% affordable housing, um, we could be subject to any development. So we actually, you know, if we're not progressive on that, um, we will have problems. And that's one reason why I'm running as a candidate, because we need 
people on our council that anticipate problems get out ahead of them rather than having this thing come and and happen you know we need to have affordable housing and, and I, you know having worked in somerville and seen like the work of the somerville community corporation over the course of time of building affordable housing that fits in the neighborhood i mean that's the type of thing we do and we don't have that type of organization in malden and we need counselors who who work and support that type of thing um over the time so I'm, I'm definitely that is one of the issues i want to work on and we need to do more to demand i mean there's you know malden's just turning around i mean it's you know in the you know 50s and 60s you know especially 60s and 70s was the time that town people were leaving so there's kind of this mentality like well we don't want to ask developers because they won't do anything but it's a town that you know it's affordable people are coming and maybe we could ask more developers now so that's the type of thing um we should be asking more and uh affordable housing needs to be on our agenda because mm-hmm. if it's not 10 years from now we're going to even have a worse problem so, mm-hmm. so. you mentioned the the luxury buildings going mm-hmm. in downtown um there's a whole like rework going on downtown right in malden or like a new build up build plan i mean there's there's a lot of multifamily housing going in it's um you know it's been planned out i mean that's there's sort of a backlash there's a moratorium people have been concerned there's too much of that going on and you know that's happening but we really have you know our we haven't done anything more on our streets. It's still dangerous to cross over to the T station because we haven't done <coughs> things. Um, so that's the type of thing. We, we, we've had this development, but the development isn't benefiting anybody. And um, so that's a, that's a disconnect. And that's one of the things I definitely want to work on. I, I want, um, you know, as a counselor to say, you know, this, this development's got to make progress and connect the neighborhoods into downtown. I mean, that's one of the things I learned, you know, working at Somerville that, Davis Square um, and Malden Square got redeveloped, um, you know, when the red line and the orange lines came through there. But Somerville really worked with the community and made sure that the neighborhood fabric was kept. Malden, they tore down a lot of that. And that's one of the things, like I, I always say, Malden's kind of fine mediocrity. It's, it's um, you know, people can live there, but it's not as vibrant uh, as, as a desirable place to live as Davis Square. And I think it's those decisions where... We're starting to make some things that we're actually tearing down our, our city hall, and that's mm-hmm. going to you know take care of one of the biggest mistakes that was made. But we still need to you know we have a lot of roads that are four lane you know four lane roads right through the heart of downtown that don't really work. Um, you know one of the things I did in Somerville um, East Broadway, which I was able to bike on today, you know we narrowed that down from four lanes to two lanes and made, had bike lanes and wider sidewalks. That's the type of thing. Walden's got to think of more, and we got to work on that. And uh, we need a voice on the city council who's going to speak for that, and that's why I'm running. So Perfect. So good. We're also uh, live today on our Young Jerks Facebook page, Facebook Live. You can actually watch along right now. Yes, yeah, a wave. You can. <laughs> Ivory. Hello. Okay. Good. Or anyone uh, wants to check that out, I just posted it on my Facebook page, too, so you can... See that as well. 617-500-7100 is the phone number. If you've got a question for Steve Winslow, candidate running uh, for city councilor in Malden, Massachusetts, do so now. Make the call. Uh, 617-500-7100 is the phone number with the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Uh, do you got more? Do you, yeah, what Warren does, right? Do speed round. Can you do You know what speed round is, Warren? Okay, so... so uh, ask quick questions what do you and ask do quick about responses. Edu- what do you want to do about education funding in Malden? Ten seconds or less. More. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. That's yeah. a good answer. Okay. okay. Uh, what can you do to help uh, labor and the working poor in Malden? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I think we can uh, make sure we support efforts to raise the minimum wage and 
and improve transportation. Um, you know, our, our trail um, is helping uh, people to get around without having to pick expensive cars. So we need to do transportation that helps low and moderate income people. So you're in favor of a Malden minimum wage? Didn't go that far, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, we got a call, it looks like, too. Ooh, we got okay, okay, okay. Oh, wow, Bree's right. got it good. <laughs> Paying <Wow>. attention. <laughs> Why don't we take the call? Who's on the phone? Uh, hello, I'm uh, Grant Ellis calling in with a patient for the prospective counseling. You uh, say your name again? I, I didn't quite get that. My name is Grant Ellis. I'm Grant from Ellis. Belmont, and I was calling in with a question for the prospective councilman. Okay, go ahead. So my question is in relation to disabled homebound patients who uh, use medical cannabis, and I'm wondering what the councilman's perspective is on delivery services by way of caregivers that basically provide accessibility for these patients who, who can't get out of their home, myself being one of them. So that I was looking for some insight as to whether or not he feels there should be a regulatory framework built up to accommodate a larger delivery network for patients like myself. Oh, wow. That's a good call. We're going to be talking more about that later on the show. I hope you uh, listen, Grant, because uh, your name was Grant, you said? Grant Ellis from Grant. Belmont, yeah. Grant Ellis, thank you, because... Uh, we're going to be talking much more about that with the Leafly, uh, but I, I want to hear what the city council candidate thinks about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, to, you know, we've we've voted for medical marijuana. We now we voted for you know regular you know regular marijuana. Uh, I'm supportive of removing barriers for people who are, are using that. So I mean, what we need to do, um, I, I mean, I'm supportive. Um, you know, I, I think it's you know a re regular balance. I know um, you know the state s senator for Malden, Jason Lewis, is one of the key people of that. And I, I know Jason very well. So, um, you know, working in earnest, uh, on, on those type of things. I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's, it is important, um, to remove barriers. It's also important to, um, you make sure that, you know, it's the, the, that, um, doesn't become a way to get around the law either. So I think it's, you know, that, that it's a balance and, but generally supportive of finding, you know, the appropriate way to make sure that's available and, um, you know, you know, keeping, uh, you know, that uh, under track. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, it is an area in the, um, you know, cannabis law that we, we do need some work on. I know that. So Grant, what do you think about that answer? Grant Ellis. Yeah. So I was actually going to ask just a quick follow-up. So right now, the current legislature framework is such that for caregivers in particular, who are pretty much the only ones offering delivery services, there's a strict one-to-one -one limit, which is to say for every caregiver, there is to be only one patient. So I'm wondering in particular if you think expanding the scope of the operations uh, for caregivers by way of lifting the limit on the number of patients that they can work with would be an appropriate solution to a Accommodate access for patients like such as myself. No, I, I think it's uh, it, it's very sensible. It doesn't make you know. I, I think it's sensible. Um, you know, I think that uh, we we need to. Um, I think it's sensible, and and in, I think it's it, it's sensible, and we need to work with our legislative folks to make sure a sensible solution to that problem is made. So yeah, I think uh, the thing you'll find is that uh, it's the state house that has to fix that or the mass DPH. We're going to be talking more about that. I want to ask you a question. Are you going to uh, some of these um, 
delivery services right now that are out there that are kind of gray market? Are you using those as a patient? So I was actually using one uh, that got shut down, unfortunately, uh, about two months ago. Uh, the service was called Boston Best Buds, and sadly, when that service got shut down, the medicine that actually keeps me out of the hospital, I lost access to for a week or two, and uh, it had a really negative impact on me as a patient, and it was actually something I was very frustrated with, so it's part of the reason why I was actually calling in today. Oh, man. Will you hit me up? Uh, hit us. Do you, are you follow the Young Jerks on uh, Facebook? I can do that now. And send us a message because I'm I'm writing a story on this very this subject, and I want to get more information about your situation. I want to talk to you, if possible, uh, for a story I'm writing right now about this subject. Absolutely, and I appreciate you taking the time uh, to do that. Certainly. Thank you for calling in today. It's uh, at uh, the Young Jerks, J U R K S. Just make sure you uh, send us a message on Facebook. I'll do that within the next few minutes. I really appreciate the time on the issue today. Thank you for your call. Thank you, Grant. Bye. You guys got more? I mean, you got more oh, questions? Yeah, I we'll go, go right Warren, we cut you off. We got a good call, <laughs> okay. so. Um, so do you think it's a bad idea if I run for War Two or not? <laughs> <laughs> Warren, you should talk to me spaz. <laughs> if you want to do it, do it. I, I really think, I mean, one of the challenges in our democracy is not enough people run. I mean, it's it's... You know, my, my first race, I, it was a situation where um, I, I realized it was a, a no-lose situation for me because even if I didn't win the campaign, I was going to get some political points. And in the end, by running, I mean, I actually got elected eventually to school committee. So the, the only way you're going to get elected is actually go out there and, and do it. So the more, the merrier. I mean, it, it's nothing, nothing, something should apologize. And you're a citizen. You should get out there. If right. you feel like it, do Damn it. Damn right. You know, like don't, you know do so you, it. I don't, you know, I've run against incumbents generally myself. So it's like, I, I you know, you know, it, it, it is a big commitment, though. I mean, I think that's the type of thing. It, it takes, um, you, you got to be that willing to get out there and, you know, do something that maybe will stir things up a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I think there's there's nothing wrong with it. That's that's what democracy is about, and and that's the only way democracy is going to change is people doing that. And it's it's you know, I, I've been inspired over time, like I say, by abolitionists and women's suffragists. It did that for a long time, and it looked like pretty cr crazy. So, uh, you know, you got to get out there. It's only that's the only way we're going to change this. And uh, no, don't be afraid and like go for it. All right, six forty one. Uh, we got more phone calls. We'll take the call, but we're not going to talk to him right now. Uh, do you have like a real speed round, Warren? Because we're oh, going to yeah. wrap this up. Can I knock on doors for you? Sure. Come on. Go All on. right. We hit the April 2nd, we're starting. So. Sure. <laughs> oh, uh, do we have anything from uh, Lauren or uh, Brian Richo, who's also in studio? No, Brian doesn't have anything yet. Uh, Lauren, you have, a, you have any comment on anything that's going on in the studio right now? You got to talk into the microphone. You got to use my mic. Use my mic, Lauren. All right? Go. You gotta, you gotta move quick. You gotta move quick. I know, I know. You gotta be quick. You're in prison. Oh <laughs> I'm on the spot here. Here we go. Um, no, some of my questions were, um, I guess, covered with the affordable housing thing with Malden being, I feel like the next Somerville or the next Medford. You know, I think that what you said about the, um, you know, having to sort of take action on it ahead of time before the pri the prices blow up is very. It's very forward thinking. It's important to do that. So that was actually what, what I was going to ask in the first place was about affordable housing. Because I feel like the next town I move to will be Malden, probably, uh, given affordability and as well as accessibility. Um, and I guess uh, I guess that about covers it. But thank you for your time here. 
Axel, we're the Young Jerks, WEMF Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to talk about some other issues as well. Uh, More about delivery services yeah, delivery and services. And- Yeah, the controversy I create, too. Oh, goodness, Mike. I told you, Facebook Live. Just, like, stop, Mike. People love it. Mike's in trouble, I have man. a lot of views on that. That's why people are calling in, Bree. Don't be a hater. You, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, did I come here to be made sport of again? <laughs> Christ. 617-500-7100. Try it. Go ahead. I want you to try to start with me. I want to thank uh, Steve Winslow, candidate for office, for coming in. Uh, Winslow from Malden, check out his Facebook page. We definitely will post that up on our uh, Young Jerks page. Uh, thank you for coming in, Steve, and thanks for running for office. You got me fired up at the end. Right, said, just right. do it to Warren. All right. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, uh, I enjoy it. And uh, Winslow for City Council at large in, in, in the fall. So thank you very much. Good day. Good and we hope you uh, come back, too, closer okay, to the sure. election. Definitely. Definitely. Love to come back. Great. Perfect. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We got What do we got for music coming up, Harvey? We got a little muse. Muse. Let's say here some muse. Uh, CBDplease.com, your best source for medical quality CBD products, is proud to sponsor the Young Jerks radio show. Uh, CBDplease.com, your... We're back live on WEMF Radio. Hello. With the Young Jerks. Uh, that was Ziggy Molly. Tomorrow people. Tomorrow people. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Ziggy Molly, all right? Not Warren Lynch. <laughs> Not Mike Crawford. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. Hey Herbie, are we gonna get that uh, uh, straightened out on the uh, live feed thing so we don't get zapped on the copyright music? You gonna restart that for us? Oh, we did restart. Uh, yeah, I just restarted a new All right. video. All right, so, so this just... show this show is gonna be in two parts today. Yeah, on Facebook Live. Check it out now on the Young Jerks. Young Jerks yeah, there's a new Facebook. Yeah, page. there's a new new one started. All right, people. So uh, we just. <laughs> We don't want to lose our videos on the, uh, what do we call that? On the copyright infringement. Yeah, the music that we were playing would violate Facebook copyright laws. And we also don't want to be banned from posting on the Young Jerks page either, which would be very annoying. Ah, oh, it's just frustrating dealing with that BS. Copyright mafia never ceases to annoy. I can't hear Lauren on that yeah. mic at all. I can't hear myself either. I don't have headphones. Yeah, you don't have headphones. We can't <laughs> hear you. Lauren. Yep. Forget Couldn't it. Couldn't hear you now. A little bit better. Uh, we're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Uh, we're also uh, a, a bunch of people here. Is that mine? No, that's yours again, Bree. <laughs> that was not me. No, I was me. definitely muted. It's me. No, I'm muted too. It's so Herbie. Some, yeah, it's Herbie. Oh. Uh, so we're the Young Jerks. We always comment on whose uh, electronic devices are making noises in the studio. All my stuff shut off noise. today. I, I got busted a couple times in the few, last say, few. It's been you a few <laughs> not times. Today. Not today. I'm on point today. I feel good, even though. I, I think my 40-minute power nap helped. Hopefully. Refreshed you. Yeah. So uh, we have a bunch of people in the studio. It's the fun part of the show now. No more uh, candidates for office. That's fun, too. But, you know, this is like where you get to do what we do. It's uh, myself, Mike Crawford. Yes. And I'm Brianna Morrell. I'm a little stuffy right now. So excuse me if you hear me sniffling in the background. Yeah. And then we have the children here, which is uh, Warren and Lauren. Kids table. <laughs> the troublemakers. One went, one from bailed out of jail like Tupac. Yeah, that's right. And the other one uh, is running uh, for 
fake news maker of the year against <laughs> Alex Jones. Yes. He might win. I'm completely non-credible. He, he might be <laughs> Alex Jones, actually. But people, you get more likes than anyone else about check, your political check. posts. That's why people are, like, scared of you now, Warren, because yeah, you, you're popular. Yeah, but get a second opinion on what I say, though. <laughs> Between his political posts and my selfies, we got, like, a big you guys are popular. right here. Yeah, the kids, like children us. are popular. Yeah, they like the kids' table. And then we have the uh, new guy on the show. He's a, a friend now, second time on the show, and he's got his own show on uh, WEMF Radio right. as well. Trump watching. Mm. Uh, Brian, Mr. Brian Riccio. The old jerk. The old jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, wait, did we say you're older than me or younger? You're, I'm older than you. Oh, you are. I'm, I'm probably the combined ages bit. of at least two of you. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Me and Bree are older than we look, or at least I am. I don't know. I'm going to be like mm. Alex Jones. I'm only 29. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 29. Forever. Forever. I'm only, 29. I'm only 19. Actually, I think I'd be even younger. I'm only 26, actually. Perfect age to yeah. be. You just stay at 28. That's what everybody <laughs> always told me. If you go to 29, then they're going to remember you're turning 30. Yeah, I just so. turned 26 Stop today. So uh, so much to talk about. The first thing I want to get to is with Brian. You you sent me something on Twitter, which was funny. It was uh, a podcast from Politico that's uh, called oh, the Daily Beast. Oh, the Daily Beast. Yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of these national uh, liberal uh, news websites. Daily Beast. Okay, Daily Beast. It's one I almost actually wrote wrote for actually, which is funny. Uh, I probably could be writing for them. Daily Beast, uh, they have a podcast, and uh, some of these podcast hosts are very popular, which I noticed, which is funny, like how many Twitter followers they have. And then they have, like, you know, side podcasts, and this one is like a conspiracy theory one. What's it called? Conspiracy Pod or something? Conspiracy like? Theories, I think it's just yeah, called. Yeah. I think it's Conspiracy Podcast. Or okay. I'm not sure, actually. We'll have to look that up. But do you know these hosts? No. Yeah. You sent me the link, and I listened to it. And uh, a lot of the stuff was the stuff, same stuff we talked about on the show, about Alex Jones and Bill Hicks. <laughs> and then also they, they talked about that, the hilarity of uh, Roger Stone and the Pluto... Plu, not, not, the uh, Polonium. Polonium. Yeah. And now a car crash. He, yeah. The Illuminati got him in a car crash. Yeah. He got yeah. T-boned. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, which was funny stuff. But I thought we did it way better. Like they they suck. Like I'm looking at these kids and I'm like these kids <laughs> they suck. They bring in this guy Solomon on who they puff up like he's a big famous person. He's got all these followers. He's an idiot too. Like he talked to he talked to the big guy. Uh, we're talking about Bill Hicks, Alex Jones, and I know I'm not saying I've decided that Bill Hicks is definitely Alex Jones, but it's a very interesting conspiracy theory, and it's a funny one, uh, and it's one that's like I think it's important if it's true, very important if it's true, uh, and it's like a lot of the stuff checks out, which is weird, and it's the big thing that I, gets me is that they had the same best friend that worked together, and he's he's kind of a I don't know how to say it, but. You know who I'm talking about, right? Kevin Booth? Have you yeah. looked at Kevin Booth? Mm -hmm. And so this guy, Solomon, talked to Kevin Booth, but never even mentioned that he also works with Alex Jones. It was the It's the weirdest thing. It's like you had the chance to actually investigate this, and you didn't even you do the minimum. Like, you're just... It's a big joke to them. It's like left-wing people making a joke of these right-wing conspiracies, and it's like it's a shame that they didn't actually take it a little more serious. And I thought it sucked. Like I was listening to the podcast, and I was like, "These guys suck." Am I am I wrong on that? Yeah, Would no, they 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 didn't explore the the theme the way that they I felt that they should have. They, it was like they, a big joke. Yeah, and most conspiracies are like you know. But hey, you know, if you're gonna do a podcast on conspiracies, like uh, I think you should be a little more serious about it. Like like at least really want to know. Like get down to it. Like because there are some conspiracies that are true. Like the FBI worked with Whitey Bulger. That. 
the Catholic priests molested kids for years. I mean, these are conspiracies that in my lifetime have, you know, started from the underground and proven to be true later. I mean, these things do happen. That They don't happen every day, but you never know. No plane hit the Pentagon? Well, that's another one. I mean, that's a big, you know, JFK. I mean, you know, uh, know, there there are some big ones that I think are still uh, subject to debate. And uh, if I'm going to get into something like that, I want it to be serious. There's enough crap out there, like especially in conspiracy theories. The problem, uh, you know, being someone that actually is a little bit into them like I am, is Mm -hmm. most 99% of the stuff out there is just out of junk. It's just not checked out. Even when you think it might be something good, you look into it and you're like, ah, that's bullshit. It's so much of it is just absolute crap. And I'm convinced, like more and more I look into it, that a lot of this is some kind of like CoinTelPro. It is like oh, an yeah. operation. And oh, I really yeah. believe that at this point. And that's why I talk about Alex Jones a lot. You want to say something about that, about that Brian Reacher? Well, no, it's just I, I have a hard time believing it because apparently Bill Hicks died of pancreatic cancer. You know, that's a, you know, nobody gets better from just that. Just like Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah. The silent killer. Yeah. I mean, you know, who that's, also that's a dead sense. Death. Just like Hollywood, Hulk Hogan is dead and the real Hulk Hogan's back, right? Oh, the Paul, uh, go back to the 60s <laughs> and the Paul McCartney thing, you know, where they put up pictures of him when he was younger and. Who killed Paul? That's another yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Tupac lives. Uh, yeah. I don't think Tupac lives. Oh. No. Well, and Rush Limbaugh's. <laughs> I wish he did. I wish he was Shut in down Cuba. quickly. Yeah. I don't think that's. I mean, I, I, I another one on Tupac. Uh, I think the bigger one is who killed Tupac. Uh, Death Row Records. You're close. The Popo. You're close. You know, for a long time, uh, th- there's been a conspiracy. So many conspiracy theories about Tupac, and uh, most people buy at this point. Orlando Anderson killed Tupac. But there's another conspiracy theory that was around for a while that Death Row did it and that it was Suge Knight. Yeah, and, and it, it didn't Knight. make sense to me because the Suge Knight thing. It's like something about Suge Knight being sitting next to him. But uh, the new stuff that's coming out. Uh, he was worth a lot in death. Yeah. If you if you watch YouTube like I do and some of the videos, uh, there's some really good stuff. Uh, a lot of the people uh, are around Tupac, like Frank Alexander, his bodyguard, died recently in a weird death. Uh, the investigator that... Uh, was going with the theory that I like the best, Russell Poole. He uh, was following up just recently with some police. He was in a big meeting. He's a former police officer, former detective assigned to the case, and he died. Uh, a lot of these guys are dying. A lot of the guys that were uh, protecting Suge Knight, that were part of the uh, the uh, Mapuru gang, dead or in jail. Everyone certain died, and it looks like a lot of people are talking that it's somehow Reggie Wright Jr., who's the son of a police officer from Compton. Okay. Uh, who was the head of the security, who had the other guys not carry the guns, the security team, right? And uh, to take over Death Row. And, and that uh, they, he, he might have killed Biggie as well to uh, get Suge Knight to sign all, uh, over the uh, business to him. It's funny because everything kind of blew up in all their faces. Uh, but that's another conspiracy that should have been solved, and I think it's a lot closer to being solved. If you look at it very closely, look at all sides, but then there's also uh, a lot of people still think it's Orlando Anderson and the Crips and the uh, the cop cop, yeah, that's... cop book there, because the cops have come out. There's a cop that put out a book and a movie, um, and, and that's the conventional wisdom, but I think if you look deeper, I think that it's Reggie Wright, yeah. the son of a cop, getting away with some crap. And uh, But why? Yeah, to take I'm... over the money. To, you yeah. know how much money's there? Yeah. You know? You have the uh, the rights to Tupac's music forever. 
Didn't his mother get it, though? And and I, maybe it wasn't even to kill Tupac. Maybe it was to kill Suge. I think that was really the intended, and Tupac was an extra benefit. And uh, if you look into Hollywood and music and a lot of the entertainment industry, you literally are worth more dead than alive for, yeah. two, for two very specific reasons. Number one, your, your sales go up. Mm-hmm. And number two, you're usually insured to the health. And he also recorded so much that hadn't been released before his death. And they did crap with it, really. Yeah. They should have done a lot more to it with it. Yeah. But that, that's not even it. It's the insurance. If they have an insurance policy, if you get killed and they get paid out $100 million. That's true. That, that happens a lot in and, this and, industry. And who's to say that, you know, the whole... The whole um, You're literally worth dead, more dead than alive yeah. to some of these and, people. And I think the entire war between the gangs, like the way it was in the 90s, was itself very much a valuable and, you know, somewhat manufactured or at least um, uh, taken advantage of by record labels and by maybe the prison industry, you know, maybe other other people really profited on that. Bill Clinton. Yeah, on the gang wars going on at the time. Uh, not to say that it was all manufactured. I'm sure there was, you know, actual beef going on, but I believe that there were people making money off it that weren't really risking their heads. George Bush Sr. Yes, so exactly. We're talking about real conspiracies yeah, today this is the in real a real honest right? way. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. if you want to win. Uh, we also want to talk about the... Well, we talked about earlier, right, Brianna? Yeah, talk about uh, the delivery services and Leafly and the controversy around that. And... Ooh, I, I'm like, where do we go with that right now? Because, <laughs> 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 well, there's a story that yeah, came we should out probably in introduce. Yeah, the Boston Globe. Dan Adams mm-hmm. put it out. Um, Chris Ferone uh, really laid out Dan Adams to him. My Facebook, I saw that, uh, and. Uh, you know, one thing I'll say about Dan Adams, he's like Shirley. He's like the Shirley Lung Jr. of the Globe. Oh, I know him. He went to high school with me. <laughs> you were you were friends with Dan Adams? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not like friends, but you know, we went to high school. He doesn't like me much. Yeah, I don't I, really like him much. At I this think point. he likes me. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll he, get you guys back in time. We'll see if he calls in. <laughs> well, he's one of the business writers. He's, he's a business writer, writer. Okay, correct? Yeah. And he put out a story that you know I'm sure he thinks it's fine, which is you know. It measures up to a journalist standard, I'm sure, <laughs> but it just seems so coincidental. You know, it's it's a story that uh, about Leafly, uh, Leafly listing caregivers again, um, and just DPH quotes. They're just friggin' ridiculous. They're not challenged except by Leafly themselves, and supposedly by MPAA who represents the patients. But I really feel their quotes don't represent the patients that are using this Leafly service. And I spoke out on it, on it uh, this week, and it was a little uh, against MPA a little bit. Uh, who are my friends? And, you know, sometimes it can get dicey. But ultimately, uh, I'm not really against MPA uh, on it. I understand where they're coming from, and they're trying to play a long game, and they're trying to get legitimacy uh, for the medical marijuana industry and the patients and the whole system. And they're fighting the long term, you know, and it's, you know, they have to deal with DPH, they have to deal with law enforcement, they have to deal with uh, legislators, they have to deal with uh, medical patients, all these communities, all these constituencies, mm-hmm. where I can just shout out and be a loud mouth, which I'm going to do about this, because uh, I feel like Leafly is providing a service for patients that desperately friggin' need it, Yeah, which is access to cannabis. And it, it gives them uh, a better way than just going out on the friggin' street corner. It allows them to actually have at least some some way of looking and saying, okay, there here are the options. Here's a menu. Here are the different strains. Here are the different prices. You can price shop. You have different services and providers delivering product. 
Uh, it's not 100% compliant because the DPH set up a system that would make sure that folks like this would not be compliant. DPH created this huge mess. It wasn't uh, the intent of the law. It wasn't the intent of the people who wrote the law to have this crazy system in place. DPH created that with their crazy one-to-one regulation for caregivers to patient. And that's what was missing from this story. And it really drives me up a friggin' wall. And it's more against the Globe and Dan Adams that they leave it out, that they make DPH look like the the white knight. Oh, these shady people are providing patients outside the system with medicine. Well, why are so many people needing medicine outside the system? Why am I someone that works full time and I'm looking at medicine mostly outside the system because I can't afford that friggin' system. And it's ridiculous the whole way the system works, in my opinion, and it hasn't been fully implemented, and they should be looking to regulate uh, these services. Instead, they're going to try to shut them down. See, I think um, I, I go both ways on this issue because I agree. I think delivery services, just like the patient who called, they provide a vital need right. to patients. They can deliver. They come to your house for patients who... Uh, cannot make it to dispensaries. Right. Dispensaries aren't near them. Yeah. Um, if they have or children, or they don't have a card, you or know, they couldn't fill, fill, you know, figure out how to get a well. And see, it's see, so that's hard, the thing though the is process. that now they're relying on. Um, they're not really operating as caregivers anymore. They're operating under the question for gifting laws. That's more what they're relying on. Um, it's not not all of them. The, most of them aren't going by gifting. Brian, do you are you getting Brian? I want to ask Brian because Brian, you've used some of these services, I right? Still don't. Leafly, right? Yeah. They're not gifting. Well, in my, too, when right? I first got my card, that's where I went to, to find these services mm-hmm. was Leafly. Right. I, I mean, it was the right. only place you could go. And yep. they had, and they, they initially had the list of all the delivery services. They had them, you know, up last year. Yeah. Um, and then they took them Boston down. Best Buds, mm-hmm. they took them down because they were unregulated. Uh, and DPH told them to. And part of the problem, though, is to, like you said, with the MPAA, they have to go and speak to all of these different representatives. And then when they're speaking to them, if the rep goes on leafly and they're like, well, how is there lack of access? If I can see that there's 20 delivery services, they're not a lack of access. And it's like, well, no, there are 20 unregulated delivery services. This isn't the actual program being implemented. Well, that's so it's what giving them say. a way to that push would, around, that's, what, that's the message. That's so what that's I think part the, of the problem. That's my issue with MPA a little bit is the message wasn't getting out in that. They should be saying exactly that. And that DPH created this problem, that these people should be regulated. They want to be regulated. We have a phone call. Let's take the call and see who's there. Hi, who's on the phone? Are you there? Well, we keep getting hang-ups. I, I think someone's got a bad cell phone connection or something. I bet it's Dan the Man. Yeah, keep trying. 617-500-7100. We're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you want to comment more on this, Brian? I have yet to use one that has not followed the, the rules of the DPH. I mean, you, you, you either text, you send an email, you upload your cards, your, your ID, and your 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 DP ID and uh, you make you, you know there's even one that has a website that that you basically has a shopping cart on it and you you put on down what you want and then 15 minutes later you get a text and they'll say can you can you are you around between seven and nine yes fine girl comes and she comes to my door and it's always in a Chinese food bag with the little little uh, thing on the side it looks like it's a food delivery and. No problem. Do you right. like the prices? Are they better than the dispensary? Um, I let's put it this way: it's about a buck eighty for a half at the dispensary. It's usually around one fifty from the delivery. So a little service. bit cheaper. A little bit cheaper. And how, what's the bud like? Is it better? Well, or the, same? the service I use uses MCR Labs, so you know. You so can, they test it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
So you know what you're getting. And these people get rated on places like Leafly. This is what I like about Leafly. People, if you're a customer, you can say how my experience was. Did I get shorted? Did I not like what they gave me? Were they rude to me? Were they late? People get to rate them just like, you know, Uber or uh, what's the Uber. list? Angie's List or Uber. any. Yeah. 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 Well, this service that I use now initially started on Leafly. But yep. Once the heat came on. They they're said, not on there no, anymore. They said no. There's a few going back up there and they're yeah. targets as well. I mean, that's the other thing. MPA. You know, we'll 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 tell you behind the scenes privately, and they have a point that uh, some of these folks are have targets on their back, and they're probably going to get busted. It's going to be a big scandal, and the politicians will try to use it against us. But that's when we need to speak up and say, "Hey, these services only exist unregulated because you won't regulate that's them. Right. You've created this problem for us. You've done everything in your way. It wasn't the intent of the initiatives and the laws that we passed to have it." unregulated we want to regulate it that's what the voters said they want it regulated and you're making it so difficult to regulate it that there's a gray market and that people are finding better service through the gray market through the sites like leafly i mean it just why don't we just fix the goddamn thing this is what you know and in a way it actually excuse me in a way it actually makes you feel bad for the cops because in some ways they're in the middle right because (laughs) when you think about the boston best buds uh bust the amount of resources they put into making that buzz versus what they got was ridiculous. Right. right. And, and, and you know, you talk to most of your beat cops on the street, they know. and nine out of ten of them say, I'm not going to, if a, if a guy who has a card is selling to somebody who has a card, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Right. right. Why, why waste our time? Yep. And I do have a uh, statement when I reach out to Lee Flea. Um, I'll read some of it. Uh, over the past several months, this is from uh, Zach. Hudson with Leafly. Over the past several months, we have heard from hundreds of Massachusetts patients, many of who uh, are elderly and or disabled, who depend on licensed caregivers to help them access medical cannabis. Many of these patients express concern that they have had difficulty finding caregivers and personal care attendants, which is, that's the reality of Massachusetts. I can definitely attest to that. Uh, Or that they have trouble accessing a reliable supply of medical cannabis, given that there are only nine dispensaries serving a state with a population of nearly 7 million people. And that's the problem. If you live on Cape Cod, the nearest dispensary is in Brockton. If you live in Western Mass, I don't know. You're screwed. Yeah, you're looking at it. Right now, it's the reality. And some people don't have cars. But we do have, the good thing is that there are, I think right now there are like 80 licenses that have been put out and that are, they're moving forth in their towns and whatnot. So, if we have this pressure put forth, but, you know, then the, it's also hanging in the air with the legalization market, um, with what's going, the changes in laws. A lot of people uh, aren't wanting to put their money into marijuana right now in Massachusetts because it's a risky business. So it's it's really just a difficult area to be in. We have a call. We'll see if we can keep the call. We keep losing calls today. I don't know what's going on. Who's on the phone? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Wow. What's up, Dan, the man? What's up, Mike? How you doing? It's I'm doing Dan good. The man. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? They're applauding you. We missed you. Nice. Do you know everyone here? All right, so I'm gonna make sure you know you know Lauren, you know myself, but you, you got yeah. her, her. You know Herb, right? Herb's behind the board. I know Herbie. Yep. And then there's Warren. Do you know Warren Lynch yet? Hi. I'm new. No, I don't. Do you like him yet or not? I'm the weird. I like guy. him, yeah. Oh, uh, you like everybody, and then you got uh, Brianna, the the, the new Dan. co-host. Do you know her? I no, but I like all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's all good people. It's all good people. And then you got Brian Riccio over here. I did. 
Hi, how you doing? Good. <laughs> so what's up there? You got something for us today? I've been like wondering if you died. You don't support the show. You used to be the number one uh, fan no, and listener. I'm, I'm still around, Mike. I'm still around. I'm just busy. You're busy. Do you He's listen? Too busy for us. Do you listen to our <laughs> podcast? Do you listen? I mean, have you just given up on us? What happened? No, I wouldn't do a podcast. Nice. You do? Then how yeah. come I haven't heard from you? Like, I think you were mad at me. He's good. No, I've been mad at you. I don't know. You got a girlfriend, Warren said? I have a girlfriend, yeah. Did you oh. did you get the girlfriend because of being on the show? Is that what happened? You got too big for your britches? <laughs> no. So Never. We're, we're talking about sweatshirts, right? We're going to get sweatshirts for the crew. Oh, nice. Nice. I'll buy one. You'll buy one? You can't, yeah. You can't buy them. You have to be part of the crew. Oh. But I was thinking you might be a part of the crew if you would like continue to call in, but you haven't been called yet. You, you, like a year ago, you would have gotten one. Yeah. Now I'm like, you got to earn it. Well, he's starting. Earn it now? Yeah, you got to earn it. You got to like, you got to call in like at least once a month. Okay, I can do that. You can do this. Nice. This is a contract. You're making a deal. You get a sweatshirt from us for. Yeah, I'll you, do that, Mike. I'll and, you gotta, and you got to come in and pick it up when we get them. Okay, I can do that. All right, awesome. we got a deal. I can't wait to see you, Dan the Man. All right. It'll be great. All right, any other comments on the show today, Dan? Anything you like or didn't like? No, Mike, I'll go to you guys. You guys do the best job ever. Oh, thank, thank you, Dan. Dan. He's earning his sweatshirt, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, Dan. So that means All right, Mike. when you call in and I give you a hard time, you still have to call in next month. You have to take it. Okay. Is, is it worth the t-shirt? Is it worth the sweatshirt? <laughs> you the have hoodie? to take it. The hoodie's like thirty-five bucks. This is we giving you something from. I'll stand up for you, Dan. I know. Me, Warren and Warren and Lauren got you, Dan. Don't worry. Don't okay. be afraid to call. The children have you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Dan, for calling in. Hi, Mike. It's take good care, talking guys. to you. That's Dan, the man from uh, Haverhill Market Basket. That's right. Woo. Talking about Dan, the man, our biggest fan. Which one? I'm not sure. I actually think it's one on the river right there. Oh, the nice one. Yeah. Well, the old one. I don't know. Is there? Where's the other one? There's two. Right downtown. Yeah, that's the one. No, there's also one right on the Groveland line. Jeez, I didn't, oh, really? I I didn't even know that. That's new. <laughs> yeah. You know that area that well? Yeah, I used to live up there. Really? Wow. That's my hood, too. Like, Well, I actually didn't live in Haverhill, but, you know. We yeah, right you... before, you know the bridge going from Haverhill, Haverhill into Groveland? Yeah. There's a little plaza right there. There's a market basket in there. That's the nice one. Oh, yeah. Nice well, near the building basket? 19. Yeah. Oh, Building 19. Yeah, where the Building 19 was, yes. Oh, so Building 19's gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's See, a nice building. Yeah. Are you kidding See, me? I'm old school. Oh. See, when I, when I was a kid, so my brother... It's actually like my brother, 19 and three quarters, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got chased out of Haverhill one time. My brother struck out too many kids. This is literally... Damn. And this is Little League. We're like, what's up with Haverhill? Like, like they were they like... Were the, aggressive. The mothers were like... Like, we, like I, I was like one year older than my brother, so I wasn't on the team anymore, but I was watching my brother. was awesome that year. Like, he was... <laughs> the most amazing like he's he made the paper like he struck out like 13 kids in six innings you Jeez. know what i mean 16 games it's like he was like cy young of little league that year and uh they like literally and they had a really good team it was like the all-star tournament and haverhill like started like really like going after my brother it was out of control i've never seen anything like in my life little league's big deal in haverhill <laughs> yeah, and then we became later in high school we became really good friends with some kids from haverhill and they were maniacs, and uh, one of them where I'm still really, I love him, Minion, he's crazy, and it's Haverhill, Haverhill, like we wrestled Haverhill, Haverhill's, something's up with Haverhill, I don't something know. Something in the water. Those kids up there. 
It's yeah, coming back. Have you, know, have, you, have you been up there lately? The downtown? Well, they got the downtown, the music. That's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, It was always kind of, you know, Haverhill's cool. I like yeah. Haverhill. Yeah. So apparently there's three market baskets in Haverhill, guys. Haverhill? Three. Yeah, three. Do you guys know about Crazy Mike? Or what, was it Crazy Mike? Mental Mike? I'm trying to remember his name. No, he's an old Vietnam vet. Uh, Crazy Mike. Yeah. They, they, I think it was Mental. I'm trying to remember mental now. Mental Mike. Man. Wait. So he was a legend for Haverhill. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. We're all over the place. Where, 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 where are we on this leafly? <laughs> I, want, I want to ask people on this. We'll yeah, I think people him. should comment on it. And, and, and you guys too. Like, what do you stand on this right now, Bree? Like, I'm been being the big mouth. I want to hear what you think about it. About if, whether or not they should list the yeah, unregulated. Should, does DPH right to shut these uh, to force le- like? Because basically the controversy is this. Like Brian said that uh, you know these people, uh, the ones that you're you're using are checking your medical rec, and they're trying to be with the intent and the spirit of the initiative. However, DPH has a reg that says they only can serve one patient. And re- we reality is they are probably serving more than one patient. Plus, they don't report to the DPH. Right. So they're not completely legal because DPH has not made that, you know, has made it impossible to be legal offering caregiver services on a level of this magnitude, which people desperately need. Mm-hmm. Um, so should uh, Leafly cave and listen to DPH and, sh- and stop listing the caregivers? What do you think on that? I think, in all honesty, by having the services listed there, it it puts those services at risk, just like we saw with Boston Best Buds. Um, I think that... Sometimes as a calculator, some of them might say, hey, you know what? It's a cost of doing business, and we're willing to do that business to service the patients. Definitely. I, mean, I think some people, there, are, there like probably Downing. are people Bill Downing who, was willing to do it, and he won. Like, you know, right. the reality is sometimes people are in it for the right reasons and willing to take the case and win it. Because when we win, the next time law enforcement are like, ah, whatever. Like, because that's where we're, we're so close. When I say gray market, what I mean by that is it is hard for them to get a conviction. They can right. come in guns blazing. They can seize right. everything and bust everything. But it's a lot harder now for them to get an actual conviction, especially if someone fights it and goes to a jury. That's right. A lot of times people make deals. Even Bill Downing in the end sort of took a deal. But the deal was he won. He won yeah. big. He got yeah. all his money back. Yeah. You know. Um, I think that the the delivery services, what they really should do is be kind of banding together and getting their own lobbyists right. and pretty much pushing a lot through. pushing the DPH to change these regulations so that they can be operating. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, like you said, they are good people. They do mm-hmm. want to be operating legally. So, yeah, they need to you know, like, get some of that I money like together, that. put it and, together. And I encourage and Leafly to do that. Yes. There's a lot of people also talking about how much money Leafly's making on you know, listing exactly. these companies. Leafly's making and a profiting whole buttload And how much of money risk are this. they having? I think they do have some risk. I think they could get in trouble with the DPH and the law. And I applaud Leafly actually for continuing to serve patients and, and not back down right now. Um, but I think they should put the money where their mouth is and do exactly what you said, Yeah, Bray, they have it. Is get politically and get active at the stayouts, get a lobbyist. Let's take a call and see who's on the phone. Uh, it's Grant. I was following up from earlier. Hey, what's up, bro? Second time. We usually don't take a second call back, but we will for you. What's what's up? Tell us what you think about well, it. Well, the reason I wanted to follow up is I just wanted to let you know it's actually more than just ensuring continuity of uh, service for patients. There's actually a federal amendment that passed with the 2014 spending bill that prohibits DOJ resources from going after state-level medical providers. So if there's no legislative language that covers these caregivers, they're actually exposing themselves to federal liability, which is very, very, very bad. So that's just the point I wanted to make that, you know, the imperative to get some legislative language carved out for these caregivers really protects 
more than just the patients, and it's important. That's true. You're right, too. Like, federal charges is serious crap, and uh, even with the state protection, they could still go after them federally, but it'd be a lot harder. You're absolutely right. That's a good point, Grant. Thank you. Uh, That's for an excellent it. point. Yeah. Tell us about your medical conditions a little more. Uh, so, basically, I was a graduate student at Boston College, and uh, overnight, about five years into my program, I, I fell seriously ill. The doctor didn't know what was wrong, uh, but it ended up being a infection in my central nervous system that ended up uh, taking my vision in my right eye and uh, inducing trigeminal neuralgia in my facial nerve. So I have a lot of trouble reading, seeing, and I'm in a lot of pain all the time. Jeez. So life isn't very pleasant. Damn. And uh, you, you think it helps with the pain? So it, certain strains, especially the ones that have a good CBD ratio, really dull the nerve uh, endings and can give me a few hours of relief. So it's, it's very useful, absolutely. Do you try any CBD oil as well? Yeah, so I'll, I'll try topical ointments uh, on my face directly. I'll try vaporizing the CBD distillate itself, uh, almost anything. Cool. We, we uh, One of our friends is cbdplease.com in Mass. You can get it from them as well. I don't know if you... If you're ever looking for it, do you think... Um, That's very good to know. Yeah, cbdplease.com. He's an right, activist, too. He, yeah, he, he basically fought you know, the, the, the law and won, and he's been fighting for legal for years and medical. Bill Downing, uh, behind Mass Can Normal, he's a longtime activist, and that's his business, cbdplease.com. Uh, you should check that out. But uh, I want to ask you about the services. Um, Leafly is now listing some of the caregiver services. Are you going to use those? Would you take advantage of those? So there are other sites that I've been using, uh, AllBud, for example. Uh, I have used Leafly in the past. Basically what I do is I try to find a caregiver who provides a, a service that, that is, is not sort of shady. Some of them, when they answer the phone, it's like younger kids. They don't really know what's going on. Uh, they don't even ask for ID sometimes. But the really quality services tend to ask for the DPH card, the license, and they tend to operate a little bit more professionally. And so I try to find one of those and then link with them. But unfortunately, they kind of disappear sometimes, and, and it's hard to keep up with them. Right. Um, and so that's good. very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because that was another point I wanted to make. Um, DPH is focusing on weed maps and Leafly because they're the biggest. Um, if they shut down, you know, shut down the uh, caregivers from listing there, they're going to find other, other websites to list on. Right. They're going to be posting on uh, in Facebook groups. They're going to be posting in bulletin boards. There's still advertising out there. Sometimes it's free. Sometimes it's spam. But I don't think uh, the patients will have as much information as what they do with a professional outlet. And, uh, you know, the protections that a Weed Maps or a Leafly will provide because they're a big corporation and they want to make sure that they have the best that's available. Do you agree with me on that? Absolutely, and more so than just that. What what I'm really upset about from the perspective of the DPH is there's no reason that patients should ever be put at risk when trying to get a medicine that their doctor prescribes. That's right. And having a system of unregulated caregivers is just putting patients in a potential black market situation that they should never be exposed to. Right. Let me ask you this. Why don't you go to a dispensary? Uh, I'm, I I can't really drive. My my eye doesn't function too well, so I'm pretty much homebound. Uh, I work from home. I, I do everything from home. So you want a delivery service. I mean, that makes so much sense. I think 
uh, Patriot Care may be coming online with some of that, some other dispensaries. Not a bit huge fan of Patriot Care, even though I like some of the guys, even though I've given them a hard oh, time Patriot for some of their I still like Dennis Cunian, even though I've, yeah. I've they, those guys don't like me. I don't and they think. do, they do actually have like pretty good hardship programs too. Yeah, if do. you go in there and show proof of income um, and whatnot, or if one uh, spouse isn't working in a household, one member of the household isn't working, they can go in and get free medicine. So you might want to check out Patriot Care too in the future. They may have some kind of delivery service. Hopefully, some of these dispensaries will grant. That's a great. I I can't thank you enough for calling in today because we're getting so much good info from you. Like the fact that you brought up that you're homebound. Yeah, exactly. That you can't get out. Are you still there? Yeah, no, I'm still here, and I appreciate it. I wish I had known about the one-call limit. I'll definitely keep it in mind. No, in no, yeah, in the future, but today it was special because uh, you, you you're the caller of the day. I want to give you the applaud right now. I mean, we're happy Dan the man called in. But you were the caller. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad. Thank you, and, sir. And send me a message, like we said, on the on the Young Jerks, because I want to talk to you more about, uh, you know, uh, you're at, you know where you're at and, and what you're doing. And, uh, again, thank you for calling in, Grant. Yeah, thank you, Grant. Certainly. Thank you. I already sent that over to you. Have a good night, guys. Perfect. Thanks. I like him. Uh, he's the man. He, thank you. He, the Grant, like, I already sent it to you. Yeah, he's on it. He's, got, he's, he's ahead of us. He's, he's on it. Yep. He's like, he was like bringing up points that I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up. Those like, are really I good points. That. And really he brings it up even better than I could do. Mm-hmm. Very eloquent. I love when it's our callers are like part it's of the, the show. Like that. It's the honesty. It's like, that's how it is for a lot of patients, I'm sure, is, is the homeboundness and the inability to travel to well, get also, their medicine. The reality is you can't bring children into a dispensary. Right. So if you're a parent, oh, you what are you supposed to do either. with your small... Yeah. Like, or if you you're know, an elderly person or from, somebody I, who know, needs right. a little bit more time, right? you can't bring somebody else with you yeah. to right. help you make these Like your daughter, she doesn't have a card or your caregiver. Like, you know, because I was living with someone who was elderly and we had a caregiver. And if that person, you know... That would have been an issue. Like, you know, they need a caregiver to drive them over and they need a caregiver, to, you know, and the caregiver doesn't have a car. It's all, a lot of issues here. Right. And it's not easy. And and again, you know, what happens to me a lot is people hit me up, um, family and friends. I'm sure some of you had this experience at this point where they say, I don't know anything about medical marijuana. How can I get it? I need it. This is the situation. It's desperate. And you're like, oh, you got to apply. You got to go to a, get a card. You got to see a doctor. You got to uh, fill out a form online. You got to send in money here. You know what I mean? It's like, you gotta you gotta, it takes two months and then you got to wait. For, and this person like needs it today. Yeah. So these services, I hope in a lot of cases, that's what I'm looking for is say, hey, you can use this on a temporary basis until you get your paperwork worked out with the state. I mean, they're talking about California having uh, like an app with we their medical cards. Oh, yeah. So if they can develop an app in California for the medical program, why can't we be I doing know. the same thing here? We should be trying to improve our law. And I know MPA is doing that. I'm not against MPA. They're I'm just, doing a lot of right, work. Right. We like MPA. They are doing we we'll take We'll take the phone call. Uh, we got to go pretty soon. We're over time, but we'll take the phone call. Who's on the phone? Hey, Mike, it's Michael from the MPAA. Hey. Oh, <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna get Were all, your ears ringing, Mike? Yeah, are you going to get all uh, uh, angry on us? I'm not upset. I mean, I can understand that, you know, the certainly if you just look at the quote on the surface, that, you know, you might think the way you're thinking about things, but you know the MPAA and you know us. And you know what we're doing, and you know that that was just a quote in the paper. And I want to say that Grant is somebody that we've actually met with. And we've been working on trying to get a pathway forward uh, with some of these services that are best practice services, uh, you know, in moving forward on this. So, you know, 
just remember that uh, when you're thinking of us, that we do have our fingers in everything. So. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that was Warren Lynch. That wasn't me, Michael. All right. Well, anyway, I appreciate uh, you bringing up this issue anyway because, you know, it's really important that we, we talk about this and, and something that we've been fighting for now, I think, for three or four years. So very happy to, to discuss it. And anyway, I will, thank you guys. Uh, great show today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Oh, yep, bye. That was my Michael Latula from uh, Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance. Yes, exactly. The group that we've been discussing, the MPAA. Uh, so they do a lot of advocacy work. Um, he told me he was going to call in and do his angry thing finally. Oh, he was going to get angry? Yeah. That's my angry. favorite. Uh, but he didn't. No. I want to see it. He didn't it's do the, the best. I, I it got, always gets if, me like wait, laughing so if I hard. Sure <laughs> been, if I sure had been like Friday at 2.30, we might have gotten it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <they are. laughs> if you could call into Facebook Lives, <laughs> right? Or even uh, post before that, I think, or some of the comments. Hey, I poke, poke sometimes. You sometimes. <laughs> That's an understatement. Somebody's got to. Mm. Um, speaking of, okay, so other things that are coming up, though, oh, yeah. we were talking last week about the, there was a big lobbying day, the mass yes, lobbying day. It was canceled because of the snow, and it was rescheduled to this Wednesday. So there is actually, uh, it's going to be this Wednesday, the 22nd. And also, uh, Monday is the big hearing. Yes. The first hearing for and legalization. Monday is the first hearing. The, the committee that's been set up to fuck up our, oh, excuse me, to, <laughs> F, up our, to F up our initiative. That's how much anger goes into this. I mean, these guys, these hacks like Jason Lewis up there, they're, you know, show up on Monday at the State House. You gotta be there. I'm saying that, but I'm like trying to figure out how way. The problem I really frustrates me is they have these hearings and you don't know when they're gonna end. They go on for so long. Yeah, it which can is be a really painful yeah, but, sometimes. Which but is like, a benefit to be on this one because I got to work and I'm like, maybe I could get there at like six and still be able to testify. Maybe they'll <laughs> still let me it. sign in. Doubtful. If there's a lot it's of people doubtful. signing in for testimony, yeah. it could go for a while. Yeah. If a lot of oh, people we should show fill up. After a while, so though, they, fill they, after a while, they say, well, we're not going to accept any more people signing in. Like, you know, and if yeah. you sign in too early, then, you know, your name comes up at 12 o'clock and you're not there because I'll be walking dogs. Mm. But get there if you can. If you can actually take off a day of work, which I really can't do anymore, uh, it, uh, on Monday at 11 a.m. at the State House, show up, testify. Looks like, I can't tell if it's 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. 11 a.m. It's 11 a.m. Okay. Yeah. At the State House this Monday. And the other, uh, there's been uh, three or four other, some of them in Shrewsbury, more Western Mass locations. Uh, there's other hearing dates, so you can make it on other days as well. Uh, it's it's posted on a Young Jerks Facebook page. So yeah, you can also check out um, on the MassCan website. They actually have a really handy calendar there where they're posting when all of the um, committee meetings are, so you can uh, informal sessions as well as uh, formal sessions. So that if if you want to attend an informal session and just be there and hear what's going on, so get out for those. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Well, I want to leave on this. Uh, DPH, we'll do two polls today. We don't do polls enough. We're just a little crew today. Number one poll. And if you, you can abstain, like if you don't feel like you know enough or you're not sure, just don't vote. Just like real world, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's start with the, do you want to go with the funny one or the serious one? We should probably start with the serious one, right? Okay, and the serious the one though. is the Leafly issue. Uh, do you think Leafly's right on this, or uh, courageous, or you support Leafly on this, or do you support what DPH is doing? Go around. 
Leafly. Lawrence's Leafly. Did did they ask the providers before they listed their names? Yeah, the providers are paying They're to be listed. Leafly. The, okay. Yeah. I benefited from it, so I'll go with Leafly. I don't like either of them. <laughs> You're abstaining. Yeah, I don't like Leafly, and I don't like what the DPH I'm is doing. I'm taking Leafly 100%. I think Leafly is profiting off of the great. I don't of think that they're they courageous. I don't think they're doing something that's supposed to be great. I don't. I don't think their hearts in it for patients. I think their I hearts think in it for the money that they're well, making off of, course of the they people want money, for the but listings. I think that they uh, like the way that they're helping patients as well. Um, the other, the funny one, Alex Jones. Is Bill Hicks or oh Alex God. Jones is Alex Jones? Which would you got to pick? Alex it, Jones is Tupac. Abstaining. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> Jim, yes. Jim Morrison is uh, Rush Limbaugh. You, you like that one? You do? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I don't even think Alex Jones knows who he is at this point. You don't think Alex Jones is Alex Jones? <laughs> well, you're getting I, I think he goes home at night and puts on a bathrobe and slippers. I think he drinks Chardonnay. Reads, reads Jack I think Carolina. he's a liberal. Yeah, he's a yeah. liberal. He's, yeah. he's like I he's think like he's a closet. That's liberal. what I'm saying. Yep. And he's setting these right wingers up when they get too crazy. He's like, oh FBI, you should check out this right winger. That's what oh. I think he's doing. Oh, what do you? Oh, Bree, go ahead. He's Alex Jones. He, my boyfriend yeah, actually Jones. gets really angry that you think that he's Bill Hicks. Because he, he loves does. Bill Hicks, and oh. he's like, that's oh, yeah. shameful to Bill Hicks' memory, like, and everything that he stands for. Alex Jones, or, yeah, he got very he angry gets upset. when I told yeah. him that you thought but that. Ask him this, because this is another thing. Well, uh, why does he get upset about uh, uh, and Alex Jones over it? Because mm. Alex Jones is the one who, if you watch the video, <laughs> and, Ke- Alex Jones and, and Kevin Booth, if you watch the video, Kevin Booth, so Bill Hicks' best friend. And Alex Jones sit there and they laugh about it. They have fun. They think it's funny. They thought it was fucking hilarious. Mike. So why don't you? <laughs> I, well, I said friggin'. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't call me out, dummy. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know. Yeah. So, H- have you seen his you, movie yet? Which one? Alex Jones's. What's which movie? He's got like ten movies. Which movie? Armageddon. No, I have his oh, new one. Is he coming out with a new great. movie? No, it, he actually acts in it. He plays a liberal senator. Oh, oh really? I haven't heard yeah, about this yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's who, who did this it's one? Just gonna fuel the new fire, one? Oh, man. It, it's from the fertile mind of Chuck Norris's kid, Mike. And is this new? Sounds amazing. It came out about a year ago. It's you can How get did it. I miss it. this? Yeah, it, yeah, Alex Jones plays a senator who mm. who tells this Texas survivalist that he can't have his guns and whatnot and. It's all about how the NDAA is going to be used to institute martial law, and the Russians and the Chinese and the multinationalists are going to come to America <laughs> and and kill everyone and try and take their guns. Yeah. And it's you an know, Alex Jones production. Alex Jones said for years Obama was going to declare martial law. It never happened. It, well, this, it, it, that's the happened. entire premise of this movie. You have to see it. It's that bad. So Obama's going to de- declare martial law? Well, they don't say Obama. Yeah. You know, they you don't know, you know some it. funny things is uh, for a, a number of years I've been online, right? doing this show and even before that the two hotheads with frank especially we used to talk about alex jones a lot a lot of criticism of him a lot of things that we're talking about the real stuff y2k i put some videos out about him uh how he never freaking addressed it my friend klp actually had kevin booth come on his goddamn show right before he died uh which is weird really weird and uh let me just end it on this uh recently uh Bill Hicks, Alex Jones went on uh, their good buddy that they've always been friends with uh, that came from Sacred Cow. Sacred Cow Productions uh, started by Kevin Booth and Bill Hicks. Uh, they went on uh, the other guy from Sacred Cow, Joe Rogan show. Oh, and uh, they finally, Bill, H- Bill Hicks, Alex Jones actually talked about the Y2K thing. Finally, finally. 
So you talk about it long enough, they have to answer it, even if you're Bill Hicks, Alex Jones, who sues people left and right. Yes, but he didn't pull a gun on a black guy like Sean Hannity did. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, unfortunately, the black guy has denied it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wants to keep his he job. He wants to keep his job. He, can, he can't go back to NPR. But, 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 yeah, he must really like to work. You know why? Because, like, if you're working at Fox News and something like that happens, you should, like, go the Gretchen Carlson way or uh, the other one, Andrea Tatarnas or the other one. They're all suing Fox and making yeah. big bucks because Fox is just, it's a cesspool, Fox News, right? Yeah. I don't know. Juan, Juan, get a lawyer. Call Gloria Allred. Did you see his response on Twitter? He said that Sean was thinking about his safety the whole time. Yeah, there was no bullets in there. Yeah, that's why he had, <laughs> that's why he had the laser pointer on, oh, on, on him, too. Right. Oh, man. You know, no matter what I did to Rhodes, I never did that to him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, we got to go. We're way over. It was a good show. I want to thank everyone for coming. Brian Riccio, you're the, I love having you on the show. Yeah, he's good. Thank you for coming. Trump, uh, Trump watching on Monday nights? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. What's going on this week? What are you doing? Oh, we're going to do the Russia hearings that take place on Monday afternoon. <laughs> oh, this awesome. is heating up. And then, and then the, the rally he's having that night to try to get the people to forget. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Iran-Contra again. You know, worse. Yeah. Worse. You got Comey testifying on Monday. Oh, wow. Fancy. FBI director. Mm -hmm. Warren Lynch, you got anything to leave us with? Uh, I'm off next week. My girlfriend's movie's playing, but we've got two more guests the week after. A huge, huge returning guest, right? Yep. Brianna Wu is coming on again. Oh, we got, nice. uh, oh, hell yeah. Tara Friedrichs talking about home rule, how you can make your town into a sanctuary city. Next week. Very cool. 6 p.m. WEF Radio will be with uh, Brianna Wu running for Congress against Stephen Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, center of the game against controversy. You want to say anything about that, Brian? Too. too? I would love to have uh, run for Stephen Lynch's seat. You would like? <laughs> I, I won't now because she's running. She's yeah. good you like her? Yeah, I, I, I get a kick out of her, her Twitter feed. Will you come in next week? <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I like how she <laughs> she'll go from from a very serious political statement to you know how to break down a motherboard. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's cool. Will you, will you think about coming in next week too? If, if you ask me, I'll come in. Oh, we'd love you. I'll come in. Yeah, awesome. It's only everything else to do. It's you can days. take Warren's spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be come a phantom. I'll be haunting the computers. You can call in, Warren. <laughs> call in from your girlfriend's event that you don't want to be at. I'll text in, maybe. All right, text in. I don't know if text I can in talk questions. Anything, yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, we're out of time. I want to thank uh, Herb always and WMF Radio for putting up with us and me and, yeah, and uh, my co-host. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Mike. Brianna, uh, I was going to say Brianna Wu. Brianna, I'm not Brianna Wu. Brianna Moral. I was going to say, I have a friend that uh, like spelled his name the same as you and he was Moral. Oh, yeah, no, I'm morale. Bri I think moral Brianna is how moral. you say the mushroom, right? He's wrong. Or is it morale? What yeah. might be moral? We might There's always, a mushroom he, spelled he, like we, my name, too. We and he might always been saying their names wrong, though. Like, I remember Ronnie Lippett. Everyone called him Ronnie Lippett because, you know, Tippett, Andrew Tippett, and they worked, They played for the <clears> Patriots. <throat> and then they went to the Super Bowl, and Lippett's like, no, my name's Ronnie Lippett. Oh. And all the sports writers were like, oh, 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 because they've been saying his name wrong for like five years. <laughs> As someone that, who's had that, my name said wrong for my entire life, well, I that's relate. me. I mean, Andy Gauss. They said his name wrong for like five years or ten years. I kept calling him Andy Goss or Goss oh. or something. I don't know. Rhodes Pier. <laughs> yeah. So. And you, don't forget, everybody. We do have the lobbying day on Wednesday. Thank you again. Uh, Wednesday at ten, and, and, and then Monday, Monday at eleven. Eleven a.m. State, State House. House.
So. Show, you got to call and, and, and uh, lobby the state house this week. Yeah. Big week to uh, make things happen down at the state house. And let so. us know what they Love say. Love to see a lot of people turn out. And uh, again, if you're someone who's using uh, some of the services we talked about, I want to hear from you. Send uh, us a message. I'm writing a story looking for more sources and information about, you know, people who are using these services. Do you like the services? We're talking about the delivery services uh, mm-hmm. for medical marijuana right now in Massachusetts. Some of them on Leafly. Uh, we, I want to know about your experiences. So if you... The good and the bad, too, because yeah. a lot of people don't want to share or don't necessarily exactly. like want their bad experiences right. or the sketchier experiences. I heard already one bad experience, but that person hasn't emailed me. And, uh, you know, I really need to talk to someone to make sure that they're a legit person. And, right. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just take it on what one person says on Facebook. But, uh, hey, hit me up. If, if you really want to contribute to the story, hit me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the contributions we get on the show today uh, from Grant Ellis. That was a great phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Tulip also, it was good, a quick call, but it was good to hear from him. And uh, especially Dan the Man. Yeah. We got a mm-hmm. deal. We never found out what great. size he, he, what size do you think he wears? Large? Extra large? No, I don't know. Maybe. We got to figure that out. I don't even know what size I wear, so. Well, Dan, send out. us your, which size you want us to order. If you're listening, Dan, send yeah. us your size. And thanks to our other guest, Steve Winslow, that we had yes. on earlier, Thank too. You. Candidate uh, for office, running yes. for uh, Malden City Council. Yeah, one at of the large seats. At large. All right, we're out of here. New Year's program coming up at 8 p.m. with the Young Jerks. We'll be back next Saturday at 6 with Brianna Wu and Tara Fredericks. See you, See you then. Do you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient, nine Massachusetts locations, Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk, also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation, get legal, CanacareDocs.com.